dogs can get rabies. What? Good dog story? Yes. I don't know if you know this, but Spielberg was stalked and by somebody who wanted to rape him. Tell him, Steve Dave. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Tell Him, Steve Dave. And we've got Walt here, and we've got me here, and we've got special guest. The last time you were here, old Jiggy. Last time I was here, I think, was last year where I was auditioning to <laughs> to take uh, Brian Quinn's spot. I don't think it happened. This is a, like a year in the making. Uh, is this the official offer then, Walt? We, 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 we went through. We He's shaking. To, I think that was a that was a no. We needed to find someone who wasn't so busy with tours and uh, being famous and shit like that, right? But you do all the tours, don't you? Uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm touring throughout the year, doing stand up stuff. I work with the guys uh, on the road too. So you're. Quite busy as well. Your schedule is hell as well. I kind of what are you saying? I have to free up some time. <laughs> <laughs> these uh, these shootings, these mass shootings, the last uh, week, two in as many days, right? Everybody hates the guys. Safe to say, right? They're assholes. Nobody likes a mass shooter. I think that's safe to say. Oh, that's very safe to say. Why is it we get so mad at mass shooters? Like if we, we get so mad at somebody who kills nine, ten, God knows how many people at once. But if you're a serial killer and you do over the span of years, you might get a Netflix show about you. You might get like, and I'm talking drama type shit. And we're not talking about a mass killer like a Timothy McVeigh, a government guy, who's like that's a very clear like I hate the government. I have a history of hating the government. Here's why I'm doing this. Versus like these guys. I, I have a theory. I don't know. I, I think when it comes to when it comes to uh, serial killers, I think there there's a fascination because of like how, how like diabolical diabolically evil someone could be over a long period of time. Like there, there's like an actual sickness. With and with someone in mass shooting, there's someone who's sick too. But it's like I think the the course of time is what makes it more fascinating. Of like of evading police and. And how preci- the precision of like who they select, and um, it also makes it more eerie. Of like you never know who it's going to be, and yeah, you never know who it's going to be with a mass shooter either, though. Yeah, I don't. But there's something that like like the people I, I feel that like are people like... snap. That's the thing with a, like a mass shooter. It seems like people are people snap, or it's like very medicated. And I feel like that's been proven. No, uh, sometimes, yeah. I mean, if you saw this last guy, if you like, you again, you see his picture, you look at those eyes, you're like, he'll probably shoot someone. Or a number of people. It's He's like a, it's a wide eyed look. Wide-eyed yeah. look. You can see all the white like all around and shit. Um, That's the way Walt looked like when I walked in today. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit. I never told him he didn't get the job. <laughs> yeah, it's like awkward. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, 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 it's interesting because like if they discover a new serial killer, everyone wants to know about them. 
but on the same day, like, you know, on the day after a mass shooter, like mass shooters, like they don't want to know about him in that kind of way. They're not curious. They're just like, this guy's a piece of shit. He should be but killed immediately. But do people really want to know about serial killers right away? I feel like that it's a slow burn. Like you only hear like Netflix specials of serial killers like 10 years later or like people want to see the whole thing played out. They want to see the trial. They want to know yeah. like it's a whodunit thing. If you look at like the great um, like Netflix specials or stuff that I got hooked on, like the staircase – like you, it would, did oh my you watch god, that the one? staircase! It was so boring, dude. They could have done that in half the episodes. <laughs> I it was it. so fucking drawn out. But the, but but that was filmed over the course of fifteen years. I guess what right, I'm saying yeah. is like, it it didn't happen instantly. People wanted to know. People only cared about it years later when there was a full understanding of what the case was. There was a Forensic Files episode on it, though. Oh really? Back in the '90s, I think. And the the way they left it was that you know he was. Uh, arrested and in jail and shit. Whereas this one, I mean, the second you did, you, you didn't see the staircase documentary. Did uh, you I don't even have Netflix. I don't know if that's true. Every time you say you don't have something, it seems I, like you I, do. I, I don't have Netflix. <laughs> I don't have, I don't have an account. No streaming at all. No, you no have streaming. Amazon prime. Well, yeah, I'm, my wife has Amazon, so we must have the ability to watch the Amazon shows, but like we can't even play like angry birds on our iPads without a crash. And I can't imagine we can watch like, you know, <laughs> Big beefy episodes with all those gigabytes and everything. Because of gigabytes, it's a little nod to Jiggy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. That might have been a dig at me. I don't know. Take when you hear we call them gigabytes, <laughs> all those big gigabytes. Oh, you're saying that your internet is too slow. I don't know what it is, but like I said, like my like I'm, I try to play a game and it just crashes. So I thought I you were a good father. Up. I didn't know your kids were going without Angry Birds. <laughs> they they seem to be able to watch it. My 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 youngest will watch the uh, she she. I don't want to say too much though because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But uh, somebody gave her a password to watch, but we don't actually have it. I guess she could give me the password on Netflix. Yeah. That's what everyone mm-hmm. does. Everyone does that. Yeah, but I mean, they're going to have to clamp down on that, man. They must be losing millions, if not billions, right? I mean, Netflix with all the people giving away passwords. They, uh, if I remember correctly, it used to be you could share it with up to five people. I mean, it's not really supposed Family to be member shared. Family member or friends? I don't think it matters. Really? But the reason why they – the reason why they have to do that, because I thought the same thing. I was like, they must be losing so much money. But the problem is that people have – you have your TV, right? Then you have like your iPad and then maybe you have your phone. So one person can use three devices, you know, um, not trying to cheat the system. It's just that they want to have access to their account on different devices. But people manipulate that. So if like you're logged into a TV and then I give you my password, now it's on your TV – that's how, how they you, get away with it. It's it's not the number put it of people. On your TV, though. You save the password, so people aren't people are getting away with it because it's the number of devices, not the number of people. But wait a minute, how do you put it on your TV though? What do you what do you put into the remote to make it go on your television? You don't have a smart TV either. Yeah, it's a smart TV. Like you don't have TV. to. There's apps on your TV now. Oh, no. What kind of TV do you have? You I, don't have like I, a boxy TV, do you? No, I, I have. It has like, those red, green, and blue lights in the back that <laughs> project it. <laughs> no, I have, a, I have a flat screen TV, but I don't think it's what they call smart, though. Well, I'll give you it's a $40 thing that could change your life if you get a Roku box. Oh, I've heard of this, too. And you jailbreak it? No, you don't have to jailbreak anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> How much you charge me for that, Jiggy? <laughs> How many gigabytes can I buy from you? <laughs> You're going to be blown away with the gigabytes in this thing. No, a Roku is like, it's a little, um, it's tiny. It's almost the size of a, um, a lighter. And it has all, if your TV isn't a smart TV, it hooks into the back of it. And then you can download uh, like Netflix and all these apps and run them off your television. Oh. And it gives you a separate remote and uh it's great. How much TV you watch? You sound like you watched a lot of TV. You're on the road, not, road a lot, right? So that's why you you're, you like to watch the, uh, the content. I, I don't watch a lot of uh, television shows, but I'm big on movies and documentaries. Mm-hmm. So I do. I, I'll I'll watch like a few movies a week at least, and then I'll get into like a documentary series. How but many streaming services are you a member of? Um, that I'm personally a member of. Or He's no, a very I hip you have guy. Passwords too, then. Someone gave you passwords. You got them all? You just uh, talk to my daughter. She can all. get you one. Amazon, Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix. So you got three? Yeah. That's that's enough, right? But that, what, That's enough. Is yeah. that enough or is that like, are you going to be getting the Disney one and no, uh, all I, that I, Marvel I need stuff? to hear more about the Disney one. Okay. Like, Disney one sounds pretty good for the price. Yeah, but w- for what reason? For the Marvel movies alone? No, I have a kid who loves Disney shit. So yeah, every what are they, they're going to put all the Disney movies. Every Disney movie, they said, "I'll believe it when I see it." Though. It, it won't be. They say it won't be streaming on any other service. I don't believe there'll be some movies I ain't going to see. I ain't going to make the cut. Oh, so you're. Oh, will their entire library be included? Right now, they—that's what they've said. I, I think they're going to do it. Like I'm going to err on the side of caution with you and say certain movies will not be. <laughs> But the but they have a history of holding back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. My oh my, Jiggy! Disney's what a wonderful not going to launch a billion dollar platform and take nope. a chance of putting on a movie that could just make everybody just be like, "Are you effing kidding me?" <laughs> They've got to be insane. <laughs> if Disney does that, I would just be like, I, I would be the first platform. I, I would have to be like, I, I got, I can't believe it. I have to see it with my own eyes. That I would have that they would actually. Put like the, the suicide solution would be putting that movie on there. I, I would buy a lifetime membership because I know it would only last one more month. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? They have they, but they've gone on record and said they're putting every Disney movie on, on that library. So is like all the old like Steamboat Willies and the like all the shorts, well, like I all that stuff, there, or like the stuff where Donald Duck's with beating Steamboat up Hitler, Willie, right? I don't think. I mean, who knows if it's a, if it's a mouse on, oh, you, on you, the you Mississippi River right. in the '30s? There has yes. to be something said. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there probably is. But I'm just talking about theatrical releases. You know that were, you know, given all the pump. Mm-hmm. What's it in circumstance? Mm-hmm. Circumstance, yeah. And back in the day, will they put every movie on there? I say no. They shouldn't have even come out and said that. All our no. blockbusters. They but are you only talking about that mm-hmm. one movie that they wouldn't put on there? I think, they did, I think they did a part two of it as well. No way. Song <laughs> no. of the South 2? If they didn't. <laughs> I don't know. If, you know what's, I, I didn't realize that that was uh, – I guess, <laughs> folks, um, like for me, I didn't even know that movie existed. I only knew it from – What year uh, were you born? 1986. Oh, okay. But so I, you were uh, – so like Fox and the Hound was like the big movie with – Disney movie and even that wasn't a big movie for them. I feel like there wasn't a lot of like movies for like boys that came out for Disney during when I was a kid. Like really? you had like Beauty and the Beast. Um, what was the one Under the Sea? Uh, uh, Little, Mermaid. Little Mermaid was big. You, Lion and King. you're saying that they didn't appeal. They didn't appeal to you as Little a boy? Mermaid. No, Little Mermaid and like Lion King, all that uh, stuff. Aladdin kind of did. A Lion King was pretty masculine. Was it? Yeah. About a guy reclaiming his uh, his his throne. Yeah, well, but it's a cartoon. A guy, a car- I don't know. I guess maybe it was like the, the cartoon aspect of it. 
And yeah, I I I, uh, I saw those movies though as as a young adult though, and I guess I could appreciate them not having to worry about my masculinity being challenged. I could just appreciate it for the art and the songs. When I was when I was like the age, oh of yeah, the Jiggy's like this is turning me gay. Sorry, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was looking up Song of the South too. I see one mention of it, yeah. and there's a lot of misspellings on the page. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if it's legit. Yeah. For Song of the South, for me, the only way that I knew that the songs that it even existed is from the ride at Disney yeah. World, uh, Splash Mountain, which for me is it's it's still my favorite ride, and I didn't even know that movie existed. I mean, they've done a very good job of kind oh, of like yeah. keeping it under wraps. So, do you think they will release it to the streaming service or you think they'll just keep it vaulted? um i think that they'll probably hold back yeah i mean it would be a, it would be a big in 2019 2020 i mean they would have a lot of a lot explaining to oh, do oh my god <laughs> yeah, yeah they i mean that's like like um if disney happened to own that uh birth of a nation and they're like we said every movie <laughs> like yeah some are just like it's okay if this yeah. doesn't get released Maybe everyone is going to be totally fine they could they could also bury it too, which they have. Oh, uh, you mean well, bury it on the bury streaming? it in the service where it's like how do they say it on Instagram where you get like shadow shadow banned where it's like you're still on there but like you have to like there's really, no way to find it. Yeah, you would you actually have to, to put it. in code. Yeah, but, but again, if they're like only to make good on like we said every movie, it could be false advertising. We could lose our shirts if we don't do it. You know, the other the other thing they could do is like they could create like a. A separate film company that they sell the movie to, and then it's technically not a Disney movie anymore. Right. I mean, who? I mean, is it David Duke who's now the president of Disney that he wants it out this desperately? <laughs> no, no. You know what it was? It was just I, I saw the um, the uh, the the broad proclamation that like every Disney movie, and I'm just thinking like, there's no way every Disney movie can be on there. I go, there's got to be some movies that they just don't want. Out there, just because they, just because they would the bad PR that it would bring. So it would bring nothing good. No. I mean, it would literally bring Rightfully nothing good. So. Except I mean, for the a... people that are like, like that's still a piece of history. You know, <laughs> like I gotta see it so bad. <laughs> yeah. The movie sucks balls Always. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember uh, there was a bootleg copy of it in uh, playing on a TV at a comic book convention I was at, and I just sat and almost watched the whole thing, and I was just like, this is. This is so bad. But I do think it, like just boring bad too. I think the movie was uh marked for its technical achievements though. I think it did, <laughs> <laughs> I think it did win. Didn't it get nominated for I mean um, I think it won, I, it won an Academy Award for the music. I don't even remember what year it was released. It's gotta be what it was sixty Oh no no, it was in the forties, I think. Uh, did you, Wasn't it? I think I it got re released. Yeah, I, I think remember. it um I don't have any, um service in here but i think that it uh i think it did win an academy award for best original song well, a, yeah song is 1946 i mean the songs are you know zippity doo it's a, it's a great yeah, there, there's good music song in it. but you know it's just stained with the and it also the, wasn't the, the first movie blemish. first or one of the first to uh put animation and live action together yeah, it looked like, like I think it was uh, before Mary Poppins. Yeah. Also, in, in '46, like having a, a black dude as a lead in a movie was not super common. Uncle Remus. Uncle Remus, man. Yeah. I wonder. Uh, I mean, the Remus estate must be like kept giving up the ghost, right? They they just ain't going to release it. Oh, We're never going to see residuals. No, <laughs> they're <Right>? like <laughs> he couldn't have been in Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be in this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, here are some other offensive Disney movies, if you guys are wondering. That uh, could not. That's that not may, number. They may not make the streaming list, you're saying. They that. may not make. Well, no, they're going to make the streaming list. You think they'll make the streaming list, even if it's an offensive movie? A, again, going back to Dumbo. Yeah, they'd be oh. more, a, little su- a little more subtly. Well, like, it's not as like in your face as no. some of the sound. Well, they're going to they're gonna dice it up, though. Oh, they yeah, already yeah. are dicing up there a lot go. of Disney movies, even like Toy Story is being diced up now. The original? Uh, Toy Story Two. I think there was a like one of the the minor. You remember that minor doll? He he has a thing where he, like in the credits or something where he um, is doing a casting couch joke to the Barbie dolls in the room. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they cut that out now. Really? Yeah, yeah you can't find that version anymore. I don't, what do you feel about in general? I, I I mean, obviously, like there's been famous examples, but even like an ET when they took the guns out and they made it into walkie talkie. I, I think oh, that's yeah. so corny. Exp- in the case of ET, it's hard to justify why you would why you did it. I mean, Spielberg must have just been just in a in a bitchy mood, and he was like because taking the taking the guns out. I'm going to give them what walkie talkies. Yeah, were they just going to tell, tell you each other? Remember, you know, Spielberg. I don't know if you know this, but Spielberg was stalked and uh, by somebody who wanted to rape him. What? Yeah, it was a big famous case. So he had like somebody wanted, somebody wanted, wanted to rape, to rape Spielberg yeah. because yeah, he up. because he put the guns in. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> he had this bizarre stalker, and I'm sure that like you know, he he violence was probably um, paramount in in his mind, and you know maybe he felt like some of the some of the decisions he made in, in his movies were like fueling this guy's delusions. You never heard about this? this I never guy? heard about I feel, that. I feel, I feel like I, in the back of my mind, I vaguely heard – I thought it was a joke though, oh, Spielberg no. getting raped. No, no, no. Um, a former bodybuilder whose sexual obsession led him to stalk film director Steven Spielberg was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison after he called his behavior frightening. And it's a bodybuilder too. So it's not like some little yeah. squirt that's yeah. like, hey, Steve, Steve Spielberg, I'm going to rape you. And it's like, whatever. <laughs> it's a guy who's like droided out and he's like, this is happening. I mean, <laughs> was this in the 80s when it happened? No, this was in the, the 98. Yeah, the, 1998. Now, 98, that's when he got sentenced. You could, I could forgive Spielberg if he was like, just was like out of his mind with like, you know, like this would be a very upsetting thing, though, if I knew that I had someone out there that was plotting that against me. Yeah, but I would I, want to go back and, and just take out some stuff and tell them Steve you, you're, you're, <laughs> and, like, and make it, make it you know, a little bit more family-friendly. You know, I would take out some of the things that, you know, I would pr- want to rewrite my own history. But you probably. have all these Spielberg movies. You have you have sharks eating people alive and all, all this stuff. You have an alien yeah, come from out of space. like children nearly dying on the beaches of Normandy. <laughs> yeah, but it's the guns in, in the three seconds of film that he's just like, that's that could be it. But if it was around that time, maybe uh, you would think he would be more into guns. It's like you have oh. a bodybuilder coming at you being like, you'll be mine. Like, why would you not give those guys more guns? Well, I think Spielberg <laughs> a, is a smart dude. So he's like – he probably got a, in a room full of doctors and was like, why is this happening? Is it, is it Could it be my movies, some of the things in my movies? And maybe he was like on the – like he was doing it before. Yeah, Disney Steve, did it. you're fucking. You're too sexy. <laughs> you think the, he got a, the shit you you're putting in your movies a, is too sexy. <laughs> you think he called a meeting with a room full of doctors to diagnose absolutely. his potential rapist? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think I, he called a room full of lawyers. He's a billionaire. It would be like it would be like dropping five dollars on the ground if for him to call in a room full of qualified <laughs> psychologists. I mean, you're what, what what is he trying to learn though? I guess to learn the why why this could have happened and what what does he need to change. 
attention. Is it is it possible that he... <laughs> Why is he putting your victim blaming? Why is he putting it on himself? He's like, how did I fuck up? This guy it's, wants to rape it's me. It's got to be me. <laughs> yeah. Is it what I'm wearing? Is it, something is it what made? I said? <laughs> you know, and maybe he and maybe he heard from the doctors that was like, you know, you're <laughs> making movies that glorify violence and the gun culture against but aliens. Et e. doesn't do that at all. I mean, it's the only thing you see. It's the only time you see a gun in the entire movie is, and it's during that scene. It's like the best moment of the film, where like the where they where they they're going into the sky. It's like the climax of the movie. Yeah, but you know, maybe he just is in love with Et so much that he was like, it should be for all ages, from the youngest to the oldest. <laughs> but it age. still is. It's like well, replacing it doesn't matter. They never fire the gun. They never like shoot ET, right? Yeah, right. I mean, he, obviously, he felt strongly enough to change it. Yeah, I think they Something should go back. Happened. They should change the gun and jaws to a walkie-talkie. <laughs> and they, just, they never shoot the they never shoot the shark. They just radio for help. I think the the shark is too scary. They should just turn it into a giant walkie-talkie. I think you should instead never see of the shark. shark. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven Spielberg said, "I genuinely, genuinely, in my heart of hearts, believe I could have been raped, maimed, or killed." And the same thing could have happened to my wife or kids. So he's like, if he's out on the street, I'm going to be living in fear. Cause, and you see it happen too, right? Like there'll be somebody who's getting stalked, a famous person, and they know it and the cops are aware of it. And then the person still get like Letterman back in the day. Oh, like yeah. they just keep getting on their property somehow. Yeah, that's uh, – you got to be a next level – Psychopath. You got to be a psychopath. And then what was he doing? He was sending letters being like, I'm going to rape you? Um, It shows that he he had – He he got his point across. He certainly did. It said that he um, had shopping lists that had his family's names in his day planner. And then the shopping list had items like eye masks, dog collars, chloroform. He also leased a car similar to the one driven by Spielberg's wife. I guess after that, what's her name? Uh, my sister Sam. Remember that? That, oh, yeah. that was like one of the first ones. I remember that. There's a yeah. There's a there's a, a ugly ugly history of uh, stalking uh, celebrities. <clears throat> what was the um, the case that was uh, Jody Foster? Yeah, had a really famous Hinkle. case, and no, then Hinkley, and then he went on to shoot the. Then he tried to shoot the Reagan. Shot right? Reagan. Yeah, yeah. Or he didn't shoot him, but he tried to. Oh yeah, he did shoot him. Did he? Yeah, Reagan, Reagan, got Reagan got shot multiple times and lived through it. I thought yeah, his bodyguard one of the, got um, his bodyguard did get hit, but oh, so did Brady. Reagan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he got shot also by uh, some lady that was Not part he... of like the Manson family. Oh yeah, Squeaky Fromm, right? Oh, no, that was Gerald Ford. Yeah, no, that wasn't. But but Reagan, somebody else. Like, I'll look it up while you're talking. Yeah, but the. The shooter in that instance, he was close to getting out or did get out, was deemed cured by his doctors, which usually never happens, especially, you know, shooting a sitting president. You, how, did they, how did they let him out? They would let him out. I know that they got some they got some bad feedback at the doctors because they would let him out and the public didn't know it. And then all of a sudden they found out he was getting weekends out unsupervised and he had to come back. <laughs> Wait, this would be decades this? later, though. I mean, we're talking – Decades. Is after he the is he still in jail now, or is he? Uh, um, I they, he was close to getting out. They said that like you know there he was completely cured. I feel like shooting a president. That's like automatically you're done. You would think. You would think, but but why? But why? But then you would say, should, well, why is a president? Yes. Released in 2016, lives with his mother. Released in 2016, lives with his mother full time. Wow. Obsessed from, with one, thank you, 148. 
I couldn't get my iPad to work. That's in, that's incredible. I don't think I have enough gigabytes. It, I mean, I, it's a testament, I guess, to the doctors, right? I mean, I mean, because they don't want to be, they don't want to be wrong. You would think, right? They have no. to be pretty but confident. He's, he's, he must be unrecognizable because if he was released in the '80s, for example, he would have been. He wouldn't have made it on the streets. People, I would. Yeah, I think. I think those. 40 years have done a lot to change his looks <laughs> since right? when he he's did it when he was be 20s and now he's got to close to 60. Now. <clears throat> no longer considered a threat to himself or others. That's the thing though, right? That's what all this shit's about is like redemption. Like you go to prison, there are certain people that you're like, they should be locked up forever. You know, never let them out. Well, it depends on the crime. Flies in the face of redemption. Though. Well, isn't isn't the, the idea oh, that anyone yes. can be redeemed? I'm not arguing for people to be let out or That's a European system. The European system, like, I don't think there's anything, there's no such thing as a life sentence. Like, I was even watching, like, that documentary, The uh, Disappearance of Maddie McCann. Did you mm-hmm. watch that? Yeah. It was very interesting. But, like, even the parents who were suspected of murdering yeah. their daughter, they were like, she was facing 25 years in prison. Who was facing the mother? The mother. Like, the parents well, were facing. They had, they had enough uh, evidence to bring her to trial, they thought? At one point, they had enough they thought they had enough evidence because they brought in a cadaver dog to go look through the property of the parents that the dogs like make signals based on certain if they smell like a yeah. like a corpse or something and they they hit on different places in their apartment and in the, in their car which they were going to use as lead evidence um but there was a lot of things that were contradictory to that but i guess the point being is like she only faced 25 years for that for like potentially murdering her own daughter and that's like the european model is a lot different how long was that miniseries uh, how many episodes? It actually wasn't my favorite of all the uh, crime docuseries, but I think it was like eight to ten maybe. Yeah, like I think that. somewhere in there. What's your favorite one? My favorite one, um, it might have been The Staircase. Oh, my God. Yeah. Killing me with this. So boring. Like I had to fight to get to the end because I'm like – it was funny though. Like uh, the idea behind The Staircase is that a lady who is um, – an exec at Nortel or something, mm-hmm. uh, some computer software place, is living with a guy who's a writer. They're both like, I mean, he would look a little older, like 60s, like early 60s. Well, they were married. They're married. Yeah, they're married. She, uh, they had kids. She lived in, um, they, they lived in a really nice house. Uh, their two kids were not grown and a couple others were grown. Anyway, it's these like, you know, she had a daughter and he had two daughters and a son, I think. They come together Brady Bunch style. Uh, the lady ends up dead at the bottom of the staircase. They're like, we think he pushed her. Oh, he was, a, was he an Air Force? Um... He was a military, military guy. Military, yeah. And he was, he, was in, he was into military guys, too. Yeah, he said that um, she fell, but it looks like he pushed her or something like that. Looks like he pushed Wasn't her. Wasn't it all paint? Like he covered her body in paint? No. Or paint. There was like, no, he didn't wash the walls. Like he didn't wash any and of the blood off the walls. And he didn't wash it for years. Yeah, for years there was just blood on. Can you imagine your wife falls on the stairs, dies, and you're like, I'll get to it eventually. I know you're not handy and neither am I, but that's like, (laughs) I'd hire someone for that. that Maybe they weren't allowed to touch that area because like to go back for evidence or something. Possibly. I don't know. But the, the amount of throughout the case of like people who put him in jail like experts that later on were either not experts or they're like, yeah, I lied. I just, I just lied. I made it up. Yeah, like, just made evidence. stuff up. But he had a lot of stuff that was like pointing. I mean, yeah, so he have like a computer history of like look trolling for dates, looking yeah. for Navy SEALs and yeah. stuff. Yeah, buff but the, military the worst, guys. The thing that it was like the end of one episode where I was like, yeah, he definitely did it. There was when he was in his early or mid twenties, his friend who was a woman who lived next to him in Germany when he was on a base 
died the exact same way and fell down the stairs. Like the they, exact and same she way. Was, and, she was, and he was the last person to see her. So this guy has to have like the worst luck in the yeah. planet. Um, but there, I actually went and I saw live. I went live to see the the lawyers from that in New York. They did a they did something at the Gramercy Theater, and I went. But now there's uh, there's all these theories that she was actually attacked by an owl, and there's like some pretty good evidence for it. Yeah, like scratched her head and she fell yeah. down the stairs. Like talons, really? talons, and there there are real accounts of like owl attacks. And so there's a theory that she was attacked by an owl. She ran like furiously through the house and tried to go upstairs and fell backwards. But the if you look at her injuries, it, it does kind of look like uh, like an owl attacked her head. And then they found <laughs> years later, after all the trials, they found microfibers of owl feathers in her head. So it's not a bad theory, but they, they've never proved it. I would it. like to know how many owl attacks there are in America per year. I think That's more what, than you think. Really? I, yeah. would, yeah, I, would I don't really... think as many people die from them, but there are people who, die, uh, who get uh, attacked by... By owls and they're vicious, dude. Yeah, they got a lot beaks. of them are vicious. It's not even the beaks; it's the talons. Oh, it's the talons. Oh, a lot man. of them they're like they're like uh, it's like razor blades. They got like razor blades on the end of their little hands. They're not hands. What are they called? Feet? Claws? Claws? <laughs> <laughs> talons? <laughs> they're now known as little owl hands. <laughs> you want to know how many owl attacks per year in America? Or how many people well, die from owl attacks a year? I don't think there's that many. Owl on humans. attacks. I would have to think it's, on humans. All right, let's be see. Low, man. I I would guess like less than. I'd say three thousand. I'm going to say way less than 3,000. 3,000 a year? Are we talking global? 3,000? 3,000. It's like, they, like three, three a day. I mean, <laughs> literally 90% of the owl attack stories are about that lady. 3,000? 3,000. I'm not saying deaths. That would be like three, like, uh, like, that would be like 300 a day. <laughs> Worldwide. Or, no, just, I meant countrywide. Countrywide. Oh, well, I'll reduce it. We don't know if there's owls all in, in the rest of the world, are there? Three thousand a year. I mean, I'm talking about people like getting. Okay, now I so the number. Now I hope it's close, so I don't feel silly. Well, I hate to dash your hopes, young Jiggy. <laughs> <laughs> How many gigawatts um, we got? It's uh, not many. It's it appears that there are about two hundred animal attacks on humans per year in general in America. That can't be right. Two hundred total, and they're mostly farm animals. So yeah. there, there goes my three thousand. Usually, and owls. the attacks are normally just the birds swooping down to try to scare away people. But normally, normally it's violent dogs. animal <laughs> on the face of the planet. If they had three thousand <laughs> owl attacks, yeah, they're outpacing <laughs> dogs. Like, like, well, like, yeah, like there's ten percent of the owls that there are dogs, but they're committing like ninety five percent of the. What do you uh, think? That, what do you, how many people do you think get bitten by dogs a year? Do you think that's three thousand? Oh my god, I would think like to the point the where they numbers, have to go to the hospital. Yeah, I think the numbers would be far. I feel like I got the owls. I got bitten by a dog, and I had to get like a a shot. Tetanus. I feel like that's what you have to get, right? When or, I was a kid, or, I got bitten or by a dog. rabies. But some lady went to India just recently, and uh, or I think it was India, no Thailand, and she was like, "Oh, look at this little puppy playing with it," and like the puppy was like doing that, like that puppies do. Puppy had rabies. Lady got rabies. Like, I didn't know dogs can get rabies. What yeah. squirt? That's yeah. like, hey, Steve Spielberg, I'm gonna rape you. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking around. No. You need that Disney streaming Rab- service. Go see Old Yeller or Cujo. I thought that you never I heard of Cujo. Were more from all more small small game creatures like well, raccoons like stuff. raccoons and stuff. Well, that's how a dog will get it. You know, a lot of hunting dogs could get rabies from from getting 
getting a raccoon out of the out of the yard or a muskrat. Yeah, like in Cujo, a raccoon bit Cujo on the nose, and that's what gave him rabies. What's Cujo? It's that Stephen King oh movie. I never saw oh, that. I, I feel like I'm talking to Mary Beth. Like, <laughs> like I have to like, give her a primer. It's like I it's her first day movie. on Earth. Never saw that one. You never heard of that one? No. You never heard of Cujo? No. That's like the go-to when they're like, like if a dog's out of control, they're like, oh, look out for Cujo. Like that's like the the so bar. It's a ra- that's a, it's an a rabid it's a rabid dog. It was a Cujo was a Saint Bernard. Who uh, who got bit by a raccoon on the or a bat rather a bat on the nose? What year did this come out? Seventies, uh, the novel, the movie, okay. the movie. Eighties, yeah, probably eighties. Yeah, well, what was the Saint Bernard movie where it was a family dog? Oh, um, there was. Uh, oh, it was man's best friend. Beethoven. Beethoven. Oh, be- oh, I thought you were talking about horror movies. Oh, Beethoven. Oh, yeah, there were a lot of. Be- didn't that that kid died too? Right? Didn't the what? Beethoven actor die? Beethoven. I liked the Beethoven movies growing up. Um, kind of, yeah, they were a little bit, I would have been a grown up at that point. So I was, uh, that was just a bit too juvenile for me, even though I would see the Disney movies, I was, I was seeing them more for the, the artistic, um, heights. Yeah. But did they, was that a musical Beethoven? Did they no, do any no, musical no. numbers in that? Or no, no the dog dancing sing? dogs. Yeah, no, okay. No, yeah. I, I forget the plot they of it. They did multiple, uh, films They did a that. bunch of, they did a bunch of Beethoven's, but I forget if like the dog was like human smart. Dog couldn't talk. I just think it was like a. It was like a gifted dog, which sounds like a quite a pivot from the other St. Bernard movie with the rabid St. Bernard of Kojo. Now, speaking of dog movies, there's a, a much heralded, acclaimed dog movie that's going to be coming out soon. Kevin Costner is the voice of the dog. I mean, the commercials, they're, they're paying so much money uh, pimping this uh, movie. It's uh, I forget what it's called, but it's about a race car driver who owns a dog. And in the trailer, I mean, it just makes you want to cry. Was it the one the, the dog comes back to life? No, no. It's that not. one came out recently. Dogs, like a dog's mission or a dog's way. Enzo, the art of racing in the rain. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, oh my god, it just like it's just like bashes you over the head with the uh, like um, like how how it's going to tug at your heartstrings. What was that other movie, um, Marley and Me? Yeah, another one where they're just trying to make you feel sad. Did you yeah. see the YouTuber who was mean to the dog? I saw the story. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. See, I didn't watch the video though. She spit on her dog or something like that. Uh, well, it's hard that to see, nice. and I don't think if I were to guess, like you know how sometimes dog training, they're like go like blow air on their nose. Like sometimes they'll tell you to do that, like blow air on the dog's nose to get them to stop doing something. So I think that's what she did. But there's no mistaking that, like if you look into her flat screen, she like gives them a little kick, which I'm sure people do to like nudge their dog away. Um, the screen was too small. I couldn't see shit as far as like how much of a kick. But if you're on YouTube and your only job is to look like you love your dog more than anything. Well, is the dog part of like a big part of her YouTube? Presence? Oh, I think so. I think it's the only part really. It's the, I, oh, it's the dog. Like without the dog, she, she doesn't have a, she doesn't have Nobody a, gives a fuck about her. Followers? Nobody gives a fuck Ooh, about was her. Was she doing a care. live stream? Uh, no, she uploaded wrong footage because she oh, recorded it. Okay. And I guess, you know, she cuts it together. And then she uploaded the wrong file, which showed like the highlights, <laughs> the low lights, <laughs> the low lights for the dog, the highlights for everyone else. I feel like that's still pretty tough to do to upload the wrong video. And then, I mean, most people look at the video they post like almost instantly to like scroll through it, make sure it's all there. I mean, she has to almost. It doesn't matter it though. There. It seems like if you put something up for like a second, someone's already screen capped it. And going to use it against you. Potentially, if she has a big following, yeah, she did. I like think- if if your career is so tied to your dog how mm-hmm. well do you treat that dog 
Like you want to make sure that dog, nothing happens to that this dog. This dog looked like, like he was a little bit of a pain in the ass. He was like doing that jumping around <laughs> shit. Like I get it. You're like, I'm trying to make a movie, man. Like, come on, you dumb dog. But it's like, he's the star. You can't yell at the star of the movie. She was making a movie about her dog? Well, no, I mean, not a movie, but like a video. Oh, okay. Like, he's like, I'm trying to do this video, and this dog won't stop messing around, but like, that's the star of the video. I mean, yeah, maybe like. Can you imagine if a directors could just like yell at and kick their stars? <laughs> I'm you, sure they did back in make, the day. Making Ugh. movies in general is extremely difficult. I can't even imagine making a movie like Homeward Bound. Do you remember that movie where it's like yeah. all animals? That in must an, be in an era nightmare. before CGI. Well, actually, I wonder, I wonder. I wonder if you speak with people who like work on productions that are only animal focused and then they have to work with people and which one would be harder. Yeah. LAPD investigating YouTuber who appeared to abuse dog and video. Yikes. Um, is it, is it her career over on YouTube? I don't know. I don't even know. Who this I heard her. I know what I mean. Like, do you think that you can rebound from that? Yes. 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 How? Because Michael I, Vick did it. I, unless she gets no, unless she gets taken her account taken down the whole thing is like once you have the people who follow your account um you can recover i mean unless people like the people are going to unfollow most likely but if she has a million people following her i don't know how much she has but, but didn't like but like you 330,000 it's like a lot of people one uh-huh. can destroy a youtuber though it, well it can i mean she can get she can get banned from the service which would be then she would be definitely done uh but if she's able to continue to make new content like she can recover Mm, I don't know. I guess, though, like, you can bounce, but, like, I mean, not to make too fine a pun, but Dog the Bounty Hunter, like, <laughs> he bounced back from some real ugly language. He, he uh, got his show back. He, yeah. He was never as popular, never, but... But he never regained the uh, the popularity that he had before his, his incident. Mm. It's interesting, though. People are like, uh, she should be put in jail. She should kill herself. She's a blah, 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 blah. You're this, you're that. And this is a dog who, like, from what I saw, I mean, you shouldn't kick a dog, but from what I saw, it's not like she stomped it to death. There are people regularly in the newspaper who, babies, children, who get, who are murdered by their parents. People are not as outraged. Uh, but something, something like this, yeah, man. Yeah, like animals. Yeah. You want to hear a good dog story? Yes. Um, <laughs> it's, my, it's my favorite kind. Um, did you hear about the French bulldog that fell six stories from a New York building and lived? No. Yeah, um, he felt. It's not that story. All he had was all he had was a couple of little scratches. He fell through one of these like sports car roofs. Like, oh yeah, made, a sports car roof. It's not. It's not made out of metal. It's made out of like, like a, a like a canopy. Canvas. Like a canopy. Yeah, yeah it, it broke his fall, and he only had a couple scratch and, and uh, cuts on him. And that's like what. Fine. That's like exactly what they do in every action movie. They always fall in those canopies. <laughs> yeah, that's no right. one ever. No this one is, ever falls in the ground. It is like a, a. I like so. Like I have a French bulldog. So when I saw this story, it was hard not to get emotional because you just think of you know. I think of my dog, you know, falling six stories. So it was really like. How do you fall, how do you get out there in the first place? Uh, he got loose from his owner, and she was, and um, he just ran towards. Uh, I guess the balcony or something, and there was no, and the, the gate wasn't closed, and he just jumped right off, not realizing <laughs> that he was six stories in the air. I guess. I guess some dogs ain't ain't the smartest bulbs. <laughs> French bulldogs, I know, ain't that smart. I have one, adorable, <laughs> but they're not that smart. And uh, he probably didn't realize he was six stories in the air, and he fell. I don't know how many. I don't know how long it would take to fall six stories. Probably pretty fast. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it, I bet you once he was over, it's like, like you're like. Because I feel like dogs in general have a good sense of danger. Like they kind of know. Yeah. 
Um, and then they, they, they know, like, their boundaries. You know, if you put a dog on a boat or a dog, like, when there's, like, a... Usually with, like, a balcony-type setting, they know the boundaries. Man, not this, this time. Not this time. Not this time, no. But Man, you know, what was he running from? That's what we need to know. Just because they just get overexcited. And they just are, like... They just are, like... They get a little bit of freedom, and they're, like... You know, they're just happy. They're just... I'm probably... He was probably running with, like, smiling like French bulldogs do. They can smile. They got all that energy, too. And he just probably just sailed, and it was, like, thinking that, you know, it was just going to be, like, a little step or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, like... I mean, but, you know... Great ending, though. Well, luckily it was in New York. If that was any other city, you probably wouldn't have yeah. that bodega downstairs to catch the fall or cafe, whatever it was. It was a car. It was like oh, the canvas was, top it, of it the car. Actually, a car. Yeah, it was I thought you meant it was car. like a. Car. I thought it was like a canvas. No, it was actually it was a, a sports car. It was like a. No. I thought you meant it was like an overhang. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, I, but it doesn't change the uh, the feel good. No, it does. Aspect that does feel that good. Story, right? yeah. Except for the guy whose Corvette got destroyed. <laughs> He's not feeling good. I would feel all right though. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. the dog didn't die. I have enough for a Corvette. I have enough for a new top. Yeah, and probably. plus you know, like you know, you the fact you parked there saved that dog's life. I mean, it makes up for probably the ten thousand dollar damage. And anything you say, you're like, there's literally nothing I can say aside from like, I'm so glad my car was there. That will not result you looking like an asshole. If you're like, it's going to be expensive. People are like, you should die with the YouTuber. <laughs> That's what you got insurance for. I'm sure he had plenty of insurance on that car. Yeah. yeah. Big deal. Big deal. I saw, you want to hear another feel good dog video? Uh, I, I saw one. It was in another country. I, I don't, it looked like India maybe. And there's a guy walking with two dogs and another guy for whatever reason tries to kick one of the dogs and the dog seems to take this very personally pulls his leash out of this guy's hand now this is in a street where like there's just people walking randomly everywhere there's cows in the street all that kind of shit it's it's a frantic yeah it looks like remember like on the old sesame streets they're like before traffic lights and it just had like all the cars crossing (laughs) and shit uh it was it's pretty much like that and this dog is like all right it breaks away on the leash and attacks the dude and then the other dog's like all right this is what we're doing he breaks away so now two dogs are attacking this one guy who tried to kick the dog and missed incidentally (laughs) and just gets torn up it's awesome instant redemption Instant karma, baby. Ooh, well, I'm and sure instant that, regret. But I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure there's. A, do you know how the fate of those dogs after they did it, though? Dude, the fate of women in this country probably is not that great. I don't think they're thinking about the dogs at all. Yeah, like, they're not punishing the do- dogs. Oh, wow. you don't think those dogs were put to death though for that? I don't think so. It didn't look like that type of country. It looked like the type of country that it's they like, just hey, walk by and were like, to, uh, if you try to <laughs> kick my dog and he attacks you, hey. What do you think was going to happen, you fucking idiot? I don't think they do that in India, but I think they do that in China. Like, legit, they, like, eat dogs in China, for real. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have that festival that Gervais talks about. I don't want to talk about animal yeah. abuse. Let's talk, let's talk about something. Let's talk about Harry's. Shaving. Right? Yeah, shaving, Jiggy. Let's get off this dog stuff. You know what Harry's is? I mean, Christ, you know what Cujo was. Let me tell you what <laughs> Harry's is. <laughs> Harry's is uh, the premier... Uh, shaving company right now. In your own words, tell your listeners about your travel plans for the summer and how you won't forget your Harry's razor. Well, I thought you were going to Grand Canyon this year. Did that? Yeah, it fell through. Oh, yeah? My, my family's going uh, away without me next week. They're going on a cruise, all-girl cruise. What? What where kind are, of cruise? Cru- yeah, where are you cruising? All-girl. Where are they cruising? Uh, they're going to three places, nine days. 
Nine-day cruise, three places, all just, but it's not all girls on the boat. It's all gals that are going together. Yeah, like, the, like their, my wife's mother is going, her sister is going, uh, some of her grandkids are going. So it's an all-girl trip. Right. And where does it leave from? Uh, New York. Oh, okay. oh, or wow. Baltimore. Baltimore. So yeah, they'll, they'll just drive down? Yeah. Well, you're, Debbie won't fly? She would like she, to fly. Either. But she no, would, she, like if would. pressed? I don't know. What about the girls? Do they care about flying? Or they, they would go. They would go. They would fly. They're not scared. It's close enough, though. Yeah. No big deal. Wow. So you got a – is it themed? Is it like an IJ cruise or a Kiss no, cruise? or one? No, it's just It's a, just uh, go a couple islands and come back. Nine cruise. days, dude. If we don't hang out at least one of those nine days, <laughs> fuck you then. <laughs> now that I know he doesn't have any home shit to do, <laughs> we better go like, see I, a I movie or something. I take care of my dogs, though, and I'm, like, I'm starting to feel the pressure right now. I'm like, I know something's going to go wrong. Uh, no, I know something's going to go wrong, and like the dog, the dog is going to have a swollen pad or something, and I'm going to and I'm going to be on the hook, you know. Like, right. It's like I got to man into? up. Literally, I got to man up with all with everybody gone. I'm the only one there now. Do you feel the worst. Do you feel that pressure? Of, like, yeah. Being the only uh, only one around. Oh yeah, because my wife takes care of everything. So now, like I like, I would like if something happens, like I'm on. It's my watch now. Well, I mean, if she. Does they've been married twenty five years? If she's been doing everything for twenty five years, the expectation of you should be almost nothing. <laughs> like they should be like, I'm happy he can get himself dressed I because we even, do everything else yeah. for him. I can't even call her to be like, what should I do? Because she won't have cell service. Oh yeah. In a lot of the, at a lot of times at sea, she won't have cell service. But I tell her every time right. you get cell service, call me so. I can, you know, in case something's going on. I know on. what to do next. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like she should consider boarding all of you. <laughs> At least I know the dogs and Walter say yeah, being I mean, fed and taken care of. My mom has offered to come and stay, but I was like, no, that's crazy. I don't need my mom to come and stay because, you know, but I mean, if you're available. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to, I guess that wouldn't be. You can stop deal. in every day, but you don't have to sleep here. Here are the best times. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Harry's we were Harry's, talking yes. about. Yeah. They deliver high quality travel friendly shave supplies at a great low price. Just two dollars a blade. Jiggy. I can see you got a little shadow going yeah, on there. I actually have a Harry's anecdote. My barber in New York City worked at the original Harry's. Oh yeah, in New York, he's a great barber, and I think it started as a as a uh, high end barber shop in Manhattan, mm-hmm. and uh, they expanded to products, which are all great. And then he was like, "I need some blades to keep uh, to keep this Harry's legacy going." Ten million people have tried Harry's razor blades, like um, toner and copier uh, ink, biggest ripoffs. In American history, I believe. Oh yeah, the, the razor blades and toner. Toner, like your 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 ink, copier ink. Right. The most overpriced. <laughs> What's a copier? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about this, Kojo. Kojo. <laughs> but I believe they are the most overpriced market in the history of American commerce. <laughs> I'm not kidding around. You're right. Like, I oh. mean, I think they sell printers at a loss just to sell. The ink. The ink. I've heard, and I'll I, bet I, you I the handles are the same deal. Ink is more razor. expensive per per gallon than blood, than human blood. I, I would believe that. Why are we well, not, not hijacking not, yeah, ink? That's true. Yeah. Well, it's like, isn't it like- I'm not asking you to believe it. It's a fact. <laughs> it's, 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 isn't it like $20, $30 a cartridge? Yeah. So And then, and then but for so long, until Harry's came along- 
the razor blade industry thought they could, you know, rip us off the same way the toner industry. Well, what's somebody going to do? Offer one cheaper? Good luck. <laughs> right? And then Harry came along. Harry came and they along. deliver they these are delivered blades, right? Uh, yes, they could be delivered. Are. They could be delivered, or you could get them at Target, I believe. But it makes more sense to get them online. I'll tell you why. Because you can use our code. You can use our code. They have vibrating heads, heated blades, handles that look like a prop in a sci-fi movie. All right, let's not get carried away, Harry's. Uh, quality, durable blades at a fair price, just two bucks a blade. They own a world-class blade factory in Germany, so they're doing the old, like um, – industrialist thing where Harry's is like, hey, I'm going to own the factory where they're making the steel and then turn it into the blades and then I'll sell the blades. Like, probably owns the trains that bring the ore and all that <laughs> shit. Yeah. He's like a modern day uh, Gillette. Andrew Mellon. It's over. Yeah, you can <laughs> you shave. Had a, you had your time ripping us off, but no longer. Mm-hmm. You can shave. used to put the razors under lock and key. Like whenever you yeah, go to, right? you know, I mean, if you like go to a Walgreens, I would always be like, why are they locking up like some things? And it, razors would always be, razors are always locked up, but then there's a... Similac is, is locked up too in a lot of places. But they would even lock up like <laughs> toothpaste sometimes. Like you like who's trying to rob the toothpaste? Somebody. Somebody. That's why they did it. <laughs> but then Somebody's. there's like thousands of items that are non-locked, but then razors always well, razors i guess because they were so expensive and so overpriced you know you could you could afford to lose a pack of gum but at the cost you know these yeah these things are thirsty um razor companies were charging you couldn't afford to lose if you were a store owner you know and then you're uh and they just got to extreme measures we're like screw it we're locking them up we're locking them down enough's enough them down. enough is enough right okay so there's a 100% quality guarantee, Jiggy. If you don't love your shave, let them know, and they'll give you a full refund. So this summer, refresh your wallet and your face with Harry's Trial Set. It comes with weighted ergonomic, weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade for a close shave, rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. So I'm not sure... I guess you'll have to find out. I think it's very inexpensive. It's like two bucks or something. It's really cheap. It doesn't say is here. there a code? There is. You can get your trial set at harrys.com slash TESD. So make sure you go to harrys.com slash TESD to redeem your offer and let them know that we sent you to help support the show. Well, I guess you kind of tell them that with the code though, right? So you don't have to directly talk to anyone if you don't want to. That's Harry's baby. You going anywhere this summer, Jiggy? Uh, I leave for Europe on Sunday. Europe so on Sunday? Europe. I go once a You're year. You're doing a European tour? I wouldn't call it quite a tour, but I'm doing a show in London. I do uh, one show, at least one show a year in London. It's always around my birthday. So I, uh, I head there for a show on August 24th uh, in London um, at the Star of Kings, which is right near King's Cross in, in I think, pretty central London. Mm-hmm. So uh, looking forward to that. And the, the people over there are great. I know you guys have a lot of British listeners, and they're, they're, they're a fun crew. They're all right. They, they like to they like to party. They do like to those party. Brits. And they 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 drink in a way they love uh they love Jaeger Jaeger bombs, uh-huh. which is a throwback and Sambuca. 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 A little buca. They go buca with it, which yeah. I, I I don't see that here. So I appreciate them bringing the books. They also bring piss in the streets, I noticed. There's like basically <laughs> outdoor urinals where guys are like, it would be as if somebody were pissing in a trough in, on, on Broad Street. Like that's how open it is, right? Wouldn't you say? 
They're just uh, it's a, they're they're very polite though. I, I find the British people to be very polite in general. But mm-hmm. they're 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 fun to go out with. But very polite. Like even I went to a, a pub and I was standing out. You can stand outside and drink there, which is cool. And there was a homeless guy who came up to me and he was like. Uh, excuse me, do you have 10p? And I didn't have any change or anything. I was like, no, no, sorry. I just had one. It's going down the gutter. (laughs) (laughs) But he was like, imagine this happening in New York. He looked at me and he goes, no, I'm sorry for bothering you. (laughs) And I was like, this next level politeness. You want to get that at Penn Station. (laughs) What else are you doing while you're over in Europe? Um, Doing, uh, going to Italy for a few days, uh, northern Italy, like Milan and uh, Venice. I've never been to northern Italy. Vacation or at work? Yeah, just just touring around. Oh, yeah. And then uh, going to Berlin for a few days and then uh, London for the show. Are you going to go see Stonehenge? No. Stonehenge is kind of far. It's not really close to London. It's like, it's kind of a trek. It's oh, okay. northern It's northern England. Go I would go, but. Kiss the Blarney Stone? You going to Ireland? I don't know. You going to go see the Vatican? No. No. I, re- I went to the Vatican, but that's in Rome. We're oh, going okay. to like, it's like Venice. Is that where all where it's all uh, water? It's like the water, water city? city, yeah. yeah. And then um, I heard Lake it's, Como, I heard which it's, is supposed to be beautiful. It's packed. Packed with people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to the that. The canals or the city in general? Both. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm going to be there for two nights. I heard it's just like extremely busy in the summertime, which is not usually my speed, but uh, it's supposed to be so beautiful that hopefully – You're going to uh, go on one of those on the, on the little on the like the gondola? little romantic gondola ride? You're bringing your yeah. woman? I'm going to go – I think I'm going to try a romantic gondola ride. Nice. But I, I heard it's like you – <laughs> Would know, you, have you ever feel seen? awkward because there was somebody like like – paddling you through this. Yeah, like would you catch a BJ while he was paddling? <laughs> Listen, this is totally normal in New York. Go with it. Go with it. Um, well, I, I, have you seen those um, pictures of like what places, how they pitch you on a place and then what it actually is? There's a couple of like interesting articles like that online now, but Venice is always one of them. Is like you picture yourself like on this river and it's like you in a gondola and it's like sun setting, but right. in reality, there's like it's like a high, like a traffic jam highway of gondolas. <laughs> and like you can reach out and you're touching some guy from like Cincinnati, and there's like people everywhere, you know, and uh, there's rats everywhere and everything else. There's so. rats there in Venice, absolutely. I mean, that's all where, that water and shit. Water yeah. rats. Gotta, I mean, have you seen Indiana Jones? Load it with water. I just feel like uh, exploding <laughs> with water. I just feel like, yeah, with with all that water and heat, there's got to be tons of rats. I, I think it's but you don't know that though, right? I don't just from Indiana Jones. Okay. The way you explain it, though, like there was a time when uh, I had a real wanderlust, right? I wanted to go everywhere. As you get older, like I'm hearing that they're like, "Oh, it's crowded, it's hot as hell, and there's rats everywhere." I'm like, "Who the fuck would want to go there?" I mean, this is that what is... the tourism board tells yeah, us. Yeah, I was going to say, "Come to our rat-infested waters." Yeah, there's plenty of places. Two nights, more. though, just two nights, and then like there's a. Uh, I'm going to uh, Portofino, which is supposed to be like a little more quaint, and then Lake Como, which is supposed to be pretty chill. And overall, it's a pretty chill uh, beginning part of the. How trip. many? How many days are you in Europe? Uh, two weeks total. Two weeks, and then I think four or five days in uh, in London. So I, you won't be around either. So I, even if I like, I got I just got your your phone details. And I couldn't even reach out to you. Like if I can't get a hold of my wife, you're going to be gone too. Oh, you're at this. I was going to man. You're, everyone around you might as well delete it. <laughs> He's going into his notes right now. All right, can't I can't call Jiggy about this. He's, in, he's on. He's in Venice. He's your romantic sec- gondola. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> Enjoy the perv watching you and paddling. <laughs> I'm going to get a text. It's going to cost me fifteen dollars to text back. There's something wrong with my dog, Jiggy. Are you there? No one can reach me. 
It's a nine one one. There's something wrong with his. What do you call him? His his hand, his paw, his little paws messed up. What his do I pad, do? I, I think, think it was an owl attack. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's on a cruise. The paw's injured. Didn't Brian say that he was? He expected at least one night he was home too. You could call him. I was like, yeah, but yeah, but if I call him with this whole dog issue, then he's going to be like, oh, let's hang out. Like we haven't hung out enough in the past forty-five years. <laughs> uh, what else do we got? What else do we got? This may be a first. We're back with an advertiser that was uh, banned. We banned an advertiser just for a moment. Walt led the uh, led the band, the boycott of Blue Chew, due to some legit concerns, I'd say. Yeah, I bought it. I bought what he was selling. Looked into it. Yeah. I did. Consulted my urologist and another doctor who we're going to talk to in a minute. And they both said that this is kind of common, the online come and see you and prescribe stuff. Do you think it's because it's such a low pressure low stakes drug that they're like who gives a shit unless you're on heart medication yeah i guess so right is blue chew they're gonna accept us back they're accepting us back who who made that call the ad guy i guess we have an ad guy well uh, we have our we, we lost our, our ad guy yeah. we lost our ad guy from not because of blue chew but because of the audible ad recently so now we're I thought we were excommunicated. Yeah, but so I I don't know. We got There's thrown a, off the Smodcast of... Network. The mm-hmm. fucking the, 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 our, our ad guy leaves. <laughs> really, us. Yeah, we're, we've been going for pariahs. ten years. We should be at the top of our game. We're getting outcast. <laughs> we should be excommunicating people. We should be shunning motherfuckers. I see it, Kevin in LA. Can't even make eye contact with me. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. He's like, I don't buy you. It's, I didn't want to do it. Did you just call their doctor and he accepted you? They accepted you back. <laughs> Now, yeah. Now you mm-hmm. you you called me and you're like, I'm going to have a real doctor call in or come to the come to the stash and assure you that this is all on the up and up and that there's nothing fishy, there's nothing shady about Blue Chew and, sure. the, and the way that they handle uh, people getting and acquiring the Blue right. Chew. Now I'm asking, is the doctor that that we are going to talk to is he on the Blue Chew payroll? <laughs> Uh, I don't. I dole? don't think so. It, it's it's Mary Beth's dad. Oh, she, he's a doctor. Uh, a doctor. Uh, general practitioner, right? He's a general practitioner. He Soul work, bones. And he works in a, yes. And he also works in the psychiatric department somewhere or other. So, like general practice, meaning that, like, if you had like um, the flu, he, you could go to him, and you're lo- as a local doctor. It's like he's that. I like, have the, the flu. Old fashion, like a Marcus Welby. Exactly. This he's the Marcus Welby of. He's of the Marcus Welby of that practices. town. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Wholesome. They call him Doc, so oh, that says a lot. That, that's that's endearing. One mm-hmm. of those guys that like gave birth to half the people in the uh, the town already, or delivered to half the delivered people in the town. Delivered them, right? Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's had any kids no. himself. But yeah, so we're gonna call up Mary Beth's dad and talk about erections. Question. And the do safety. You, Walt, do you ever? I know this might be a difficult question for answer, and I imagine you may want to pass. But do you ever you ever watch porn online or no? You're just no, no. okay. Because no. I do. Okay, and that's, that does that does that make got you, you in the trouble once? Chew, no, I but I have been seeing on like Pornhub, Blue Chew ads. So uh, now, but that means like we're in the same we're in with pornography in, in the same mix as like yeah. Mm. 
as Pornhub. Yeah, I'm like, sure that's the. Like, I'm sure that's the correlation most people immediately make. Yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> not like they're giving us that much moolah either, though. Blue Chew. Blue Chew. That we're. That we're uh, Yes, they, they just they just did. Backwards. Dude, you they, they just they just signed for six more months, so yeah, they are. I I sold my soul fucking seven years ago. I don't give a <laughs> shit. I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, you're looking in the wrong direction. Yeah, don't look at me. This fucking black iris is a minor. Go straight to hell. There's, there's no soul left. About the time I did my first fucking subway commercial is when, is when that shit died off. I like the club sub. Yeah. You and Jared walking down the street. <laughs> big friends ear to ear. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, that, this is post is bad news too, right? Yeah. Like, I, I was like, how much are they paying? I mean, I guess. He's, well, so, he's somehow still representing. Yeah, they didn't prove it yet. They didn't prove it yet, right? I mean, well, innocent until proven guilty in the United States. So. What was the other one? Cheerios? No, we did. Uh, we do well. True's very tricky. They don't do. Com- if we did commercials like real commercials, I wouldn't even fucking have to work anymore. What they do is integrations, where they pay True <laughs> TV for their talent to be like, "I love a Subway sub," and then they like fucking flick me a shiny nickel, and I go about my way. But it's in my contract that I have to do them. Okay. So. All right. So let's talk to the doc. All right. We'll see if he watches porn. Online, and if he saw the blue chew ads, if he's anything like his daughter, he does oh, right. You better believe it. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Look at her. <laughs> you people don't have ad blockers. Uh, no. Oh, hey, Joe. Yes. Hey, it's Brian. I'm here with uh, Q and Walt and Gidim, who I don't think you know, Gidim. And uh, I don't think he knows. Hey, Doc. Well, yeah, he's he's watched comic book oh, man. Okay. okay. Yeah. Hello, Doctor. Yeah, that's Walt. Walt uh, Walt had some concerns that I told him you could uh, alleviate. That you could alleviate, yeah. So, right. so Walt, your concerns were the uh, prescription of this medication by a uh, by an online consultation. Yeah, how thorough is it, and how often do you would they be turned down, and how how accurate or, you know, is it enough just to call in and be like. Hey, um, uh, this is my medical history, and then they just take it your word for it. Well, I mean, if people are going to lie about their medical history, they'll lie to people in person whether they're online or not. So I don't think that that matters. You know, the difference between actually seeing someone and seeing them through either Facebook or, or I mean, a uh, a video conference, which which is actually done pretty commonly now. I'm not involved with any of that, but I know a lot of my patients. Of course not. <laughs> they'll talk to nurses uh, uh, online or through their phone, and and are often prescribed medicines. As far as this group of medicines, they're they're very safe in the right group. The only people that really can't take them are people that um, have a bad enough heart that they can't engage in sex, or if they're on like a nitroglycerin product. Because this, these drugs, uh, vasodilate, that's how they work. They increase the blood flow. So nitroglycerin does the same thing. And so if someone's already on nitro and they take one of these, then their blood pressure can drop too low. And that's a, that's a danger. So it's contraindicated with nitroglycerin. Um, but as far as phone consultations or um, video consultations, uh, I'm not a big fan of it, but it's becoming much more common, and it's pretty much going to become standard for minor problems. And I think this group of medicines has been done online for a very long period of time. 
um, they are quite safe meds um, in, in the right person. And the people, if you wonder if you're well enough to be able to engage in sex, the rule of thumb is if they can walk two flights of steps without stopping to rest, then they're probably safe to engage in sex. Shit. <laughs> yeah, if it's only three or four steps, that probably doesn't count. Uh, well, how, how big are these steps? Yeah. And are they going up or down? Yeah. Going up. <laughs> and do you count escalators as steps? What about in the pool? Yeah, I don't think escalator would do it. All right, Walt, so anything else you want to ask? Mean, I mean, if, if we have – so this is now the official TSD doctor, Hill? I think so, yeah. Okay. TSD physician. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean – if any any concerns, we we can just like if future can, concerns pop medicine. up, we can I'm we can refer. Doc. I have twenty six years of family medicine practice. In the last four years, I've worked urgent cares, um, but I'm an osteopath. About ten percent of the docs in the country are osteopaths, so I'm trained in manipulation too. Um, oh, just I like teach me. at a medical school and and. I've worked at a state mental hospital for 30 years. So I, I have a lot of different experiences. I was also deputy coroner for 10 years. So Whoa. I have a lot of experience in, in a variety of uh, things. I also was a nursing home medical director for 20 years. And I was a, was a student health center physician for 25 years. And right now I work at, uh, at a uh, urgent care that's uh, student health. He must have not heard the part where he already got the job of <laughs> Dave Town Physician. How often do, do you prescribe Blue Chew? <laughs> or, I mean, I don't or think... Or Viagra. It's a fancy way of saying it. How often do you treat people who have a need for these types of enhancing well, not, drugs? Or Not much anymore, uh, because all my patients pretty much... Well, first of all, we, we don't use those type of meds in the mental hospital because <laughs> we were discouraging sex in a mental hospital salt um, see what happened and in the student health population you know I'm, I'm treating 18 to 22 year olds and they don't generally have ed problems although some me of neither <laughs> for uh, for premature ejaculation whoa actually no such thing that, but what it does it makes them ready for round two quicker gotcha the, the refractory time where they can't Get an erection after ejaculating actually shortens that so that people are able to go round two. Uh, uh, we don't need to get that graphic. Yeah, I think we should get more graphic. <laughs> if you have any questions. <laughs> sorry. But I did prescribe a lot of them. And, and, you know, usually when a new drug came out in a, a new class, I wouldn't, I would try not to write it for six months. But I had no choice with this drug. The patients would have left me as their doctor if I didn't write it for them. People love it, man. It's the crack of boners. Right. Yep. Right. It's uh, lead in the pencil. <laughs> lead in the pencil. A little lead right. in the pencil, Walt. All right. All right. So I guess we're Blue Chew men again. We're back on the Blue Chew train. All right. Who do I talk to? Blue Chew. Chew. <laughs> Chew. Chew. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what be good for, what's for a Blue Chew commercial? I'll call. And do the online Oh, do the thing. online thing? Yeah. Right. That'll be the next one. All right. We're back on the Blue Chew train. Thank you, Joe. All right. All right. Thanks, Doc. Okay. Thank you, Doc. Thank yes. you, Doctor. You want to say goodbye to your dad, Mary Beth? Bye, Daddy. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>
guy. Seems like a real nice, yeah. nice guy. Yeah. Do we have uh, any kind of code to give out for? Is we this do. A legitimate well, ad for well this, this is a legit Blue Chew ad. just took us back. Yeah. So Blue Chew, B L U E C H E W dot com. That's the that's blue like the color blue. They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast. Uh, Q, earlier you said, uh, I tried Blue Chew the other night, and I'll just say this. Wow, my partner agreed. And then I said to you, when I tried Blue Chew, I really noticed something extra. Remember we had that conversation? Yeah, we talked about that at dinner. Yeah. Uh, so now this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function, right, Gidham? Yeah. You it wanna... cuts down that refactory period. Mm-hmm. You heard you heard the doc. How old I are did. you, like 20, 21 right now? Uh, so 42. you should be bouncing back pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, it's prescribed online. Something's bouncing. Ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doc- in doctor's visit, waiting in the pharmacy, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, not one of these other countries that's in some kind of upheaval. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now we got a special deal. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo, promo code TESD. You're just going to pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code TESD to try it free. It's the better, cheaper, faster choice. Ooh, and they thank us. Wait, oh, we're supposed to thank them? Oh, we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Yeah. How- how good could Blue Chew feel about that? Like, well, how they're putting the, we ought to suck their dicks. They're putting it down on the paper. Assume. Yeah, you know what? Thank you, Blue Chew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Jiggy, do you want to do you have dates that you wanted to? Uh... Well, why you do you want to talk about why you're in town today? Or is it, oh, is yeah. It, is it, or is it since it's no? I mean, uh, well, I'm I'm in town. I'm, uh, a film I produced last year is being screened. Uh, for the Mammoth Film Festival here in Red Bank, so um, is it Mammoth or Mammoth? I, I could be totally butchering it. I think probably it's Mammoth. Mammoth, Mammoth, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a great little festival. So we're screening it tonight. First time it's been screened in New York or New Jersey. But uh, true indie movie. We crowdfunded all the um, the funds for it, and uh, yeah, we're really proud What's of it. What's the name of the movie? It's called uh, The Primrose. It's a it's a coming of age dramedy that we uh, I co wrote. And help direct, produced, and uh, yeah, it's a great That's little film. Be exciting, huh? Dude. So we're hopefully. What's it uh, rated? PG thirteen. It would have been like a PG. I think it would be a PG thirteen. A lot of f bombs in it. So no nipples. No, no nips. titties. I would, I would, mine? Thought, I would have <laughs> bet the, my life that you would have made an R rated movie. I don't know why. Well, I this don't one... know why. I I, I, I apologize because I would. You just... strike me as a dirty boy. <laughs> no, I I, just, I don't know why, but I, I like that's the wrong of me to just make that kind of assumption that. You know, that you would make – like I'm impressed that you would go with PG-13. I think it would be – unless I'm underestimating the amount of F-bombs in the movie. If it got an R rating, it would be strictly for language, but not oh, for – Oh, wait a minute. Oh, you haven't submitted it to the MPA? Or no, this yeah. is just his – like he's guessing what oh, it would be. Yeah, I'm just okay. guessing. But yeah. the, oh, you do have – oh, so you have okay, – Yeah, so but you, I'm, I'm not sure. I think that if it was rated – if it got an R rating, it would be strictly for language, not for content. But, a lot uh, of F-bombs? Well, how old is the cast? Like how old are these characters? It's a it's a college it's a college movie so, you know, there, there's there's some language but who are some of your influencers as a, a filmmaker, a producer? God, you know that's tough. I when it comes to movies, I've always I, I love watching movies with uh, that have great character arcs, and that's that's I found that's very difficult to do. I mean, honestly, like a lot of this movie, I spent. 
producing it. So it was like location scouting and and casting and just like getting all the behind the camera stuff, which is way harder than I thought it was. I mean, honestly, one of the hardest challenges was like feeding people every day. I was like, <laughs> how the hell am I going to feed this entire cast every single day? And I, so I learned a lot on it. Yeah, um, Jiggy wears a lot of hats, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's a comedian. He's, he's out there crafty. <laughs> he, he's producing shit. Look yeah, at you. Tough, yeah. You're going to submit to a whole bunch of festivals you hope to get it into the circuit yeah so we're uh we submitted to about 60 festivals we've got into five um you know they're smaller end on the festival scale but when the goal is hopefully to get it at the end of that um you know about a year get it onto like a streaming service maybe like an amazon or something like that uh some more people can see it but if if people hit me up on uh social media my social media is uh at jiggy comedy like getting jiggy way to jiggy comedy and i've been sending out the film through private links just so people can check it out i want people to see it um so if you hit me up i'll send you a a link of it oh wow that's awesome give you something to do over those nine days i don't have a streaming service so (laughs) you have the the jiggy streaming service this is welcome (laughs) you got anything else that you can send me like after i if i watch that or you got anything i'm now now i'm concerned about your internet connection you've been jiggy the movie's good all those pauses were really interesting yeah why does your movie buffer so much (laughs) (laughs) who's this buffering character i love this effect this buffering effect i mean you use it a lot but (laughs) really gave me time to stop and reflect um and then uh, uh, for london there we still have a few tickets for the london show so if people uh if you're listening from the uk I would, I would love to see some ants out at the uk show um you can find tickets at jiggycomedy.com so j-i-g-g-y comedy.com and then there's a link london show right on there and like i said we got a few tickets left uh, but it's always a lot of fun it's my birthday that night so we do karaoke i do a full stand-up performance um and it's it's a, really it's a full night. It's a lot of fun. And then we go to Nando's, which is a UK chicken. Oh, it's restaurant. a chicken place. People yeah. love it. I love Nando. It's like my it's my like favorite place. Chick Fil A here, don't you? Wouldn't you say like yeah, maybe I, even more so? More almost like a Chipotle. Like they're that ubiquitous in London. They're everywhere. Um, and so since I've been doing these shows the last three or four years in the UK, I take everyone who comes to the show and we do a um, a Nando's meetup the next day after the show. Which is uh, always a lot of fun. So if you want to come to that, it's uh, jiggycomedy.com, and there's a, a link for London Show right there. Forgive me if I ask this the first time you're on. But you're Can I have your passwords? <laughs> <laughs> what is your Netflix password? <laughs> but, uh, what type of, but what type of comedy do you Is it topical? Is it political? I can't – What I, the hell? Who's making that noise? Is that you, Get'em? You're making that noise? Over and over again? He is. I can hear him. He's like, he's got some computer noise going over and over again. Please turn it down, get him, please. <laughs> um, my, my stand-up is mostly observational. It's a lot of storytelling. I don't, yeah. I, I don't dip into any of the political, political stuff, and uh, I'm pretty clean and... Uh, but yeah, mostly observational humor, and I in the in the London show, I almost do like a little bit of a variety show. So I bring in some like video elements and... Uh, and I, I have crowd participation, and we do sing along stuff. It's like it's it's definitely more variety style more than I do in the U.S. And uh, I try to make it more of like a one off event every year. How often does it? T- how long does it take you to craft a show? Like like you work in like materials. How long does it take you to make a full comedy show? Like like like, like sorry about the like show or just show? act? Like your act, yeah. Like your stand up act. How long do you, so you cultivate that? Like how long does it take to come up with? Like how long do you go up there for an hour? Uh, yeah, I mean, when I'm headlining, I do an hour. I mean, w- the way I describe it sort of is like, 
you know, your act is made up of all these different bits, right? So in, unless you tape an hour for a special, which I'm not at that point yet, you, the, the bits can stay in the act for a while. You just add more bits in and they cycle out, but you kind of keep them all in your arsenal. It's like, I don't know if you don't play golf, right? I've seen it. <laughs> but you know, in golf, like you, you learn a lot of different types of shots, you know, and you might not use those shots every different round, but you have them like in your arsenal. And that's kind of what it's like for me. Like you build up more stories, more bits, and they're kind of always in the back burner, ready to go. And then, um, you know, hopefully you get to a point where you can put them out on a special and then you kind of start from scratch. And so I'm in the collection phase of like, you know, I've been doing this for a while, but um, just working up to have like my best hour. And depending on the night and where I am, you know, you're going to get different jokes for the different setting, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm constantly writing, constantly thinking of things. Do you run it by your girl? Like, do you like run parts of your act by her, like like jokes and shit? Uh, And if you do, does she know it? Yes I do and no. I, I try not – I actually have learned over the years like with girlfriends in general, I, I try not to run bits because I, I, I feel like they never react the way I want them to. <laughs> so like I'm just like – I feel like Which they give me a feedback. Uh, to say like, that I'm funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, wait. You, you know, you're going to actually laugh at this? And it's hard. Comedy, stand-up especially, is so specific of like being on stage with a microphone. It's dark. You know, You need those setting – parameters and sometimes if you that's why like if anyone asks me hey tell me a joke and we're like out at a bar it never works it never lands you know uh because you need to have that that setting so i i don't usually run too many bits by but girls i've dated i've certainly got material from them mm-hmm. and i just write things down because i think that some things are just they're just funny and they don't even realize um that it, it fits into uh an act or that other people might experience it did you always want to be a stand-up comedian? Did you know that's what you wanted to be when you were a kid? I knew from when I was in high school that I loved making people laugh. I was in this improv troupe, and um, the first time ever on stage was from the in front of the entire school, which was like a thousand kids, which is a huge show even now for me. And uh, making everyone laugh was very addicting. So I knew that I wanted to make people laugh, and it wasn't until maybe midway through college that I started doing stand-up. And uh, once you tell the first joke and you get even a little bit of a response, uh, you want to keep it going back and, and keep getting better. And like literally the same way that I write and think about my sets then is how I think about it now. It's never, it's never perfect. It's, it's always in motion. It's always being worked on. Uh, and that's why I think I love it. It's like you can do it forever and it's never perfect. And uh, it, it's, uh, it's, you're constantly crafting. I think that that sounds like – like any artist in any medium, right? Because like you said, like if, like if you're an artist and you want to draw, it never feels perfect. It always feels like you're improving on it or, or trying to make it better, right? Yeah, and I think the other thing about stand-up that I love is that it's not like – it's not based on uh, – like I played baseball my whole life, but there's only so long you can oh, play. Oh, wait a minute. You were the spitball guy too. You didn't know what a spitball well, I was. I didn't know what a spitball was. <laughs> I, actually, I actually come here to learn. <laughs> Tell me more, Kojo. So that's what a spitball is. And dogs can get rabies. So <laughs> two things to do with spit. Uh, I, I like stand-up because it doesn't uh, – you know, it doesn't stop. Like you keep on evolving and like you could be a 60, 70-year-old comic and like what's – what's important to you, you're, you could find an audience that is important to them too. Uh, where it's, it's a little more difficult in music, you know, like I feel like your sound has to be relevant to your age and same thing with acting. Like you could be like a great actor, actor, actress, but then like time isn't favorable to you and you might not get the work. Stand up, you can always do the work. Or an artist, unless you get all crippled up if you're an artist and you're Art, drawing. Yeah, like a, an artist, like a, someone who paints or so like you're, that's forever. So you don't prefer a certain like age 
of your audience. You you, you think that you you like um, to have a, a, a like a variety or a diverse uh, age in a, in the crowd. You think? Yeah, I mean, when I was younger doing stand up, I thought that I wanted to have like I wanted to perform for like college type audiences. And uh, I'm gonna be the next Dane Cook. Yeah, right. Well, I know you thought you could they like can, tour. And, college kids can be pretty judgmental, though, can't they? They're These tougher, days. and they're tougher now than they, even when I was in college. Like, I went and did a college recently. It was one of the worst gigs I've had in the last five years. And like, I went and did the show, and it was in like a dorm, and like there's kids playing <laughs> ping pong. It was in a dorm. It was in a dorm living room. All the lights are on. It was at ten o'clock at night. Well, so much a gig as they discovered me sleeping in their room. <laughs> no, like, and everyone they had unironically all had like there was at least five or six selfie sticks and people are snapchatting and i'm like this is not going to be good <laughs> and it wasn't it was like not a fun gig college what? some college gigs are tough how much did you get paid for that if you don't mind me asking like, i just like, want to see how much you sell uh, that piece of your soul for <laughs> it was i think it was like a thousand bucks wow but decent money. That's decent. It's yeah. good money. That's decent money but that that's a bit the college is the only know, way you can do it though is to have fun with them on your terms. Yeah. Now, like, do, you, do you have to take into consideration um, a college audience rather than, let's say, it might be a nightclub audience? Do you do – will you do or change it or no? Whatever your, yeah. whatever your stand-up is, it is, and you're not going to, like, um, take certain things out to not, like, maybe annoy – a certain a crowd a paid a paid <laughs> i was misgendered when i walked in i was like dude get your gender straight it's 2019 am i right am i right well i mean like i mean like i mean you wouldn't tell the disney like no you don't think that that the little mermaid wasn't masculine i'm sure to a college <laughs> they would they would, they would viscerate and she certainly wasn't black <laughs> I, I honestly like the best crowds are a paid club or theater audience like anytime that someone pays to go to a night of comedy they know what they're going for those are the best crowds. Like a and they're pro and laugh. They want to have a good they, time. They're, right? they're they're there to listen to stand up, and they want to they want to listen to you. Those are the best crowds. A college crowd is the same as like doing a corporate gig. It's and it essentially is. It's a corporate gig, and they're very 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 hit or miss. You know, mm-hmm. you can have some great gigs. I've had some great corporate gigs or uh, college gigs, and I've had some that are just hell gigs. You know, and, and a lot of times it's because they don't set you up for success. Like I, I did a show in an air in a in a airplane hangar. It was a corporate gig in an airplane hangar, and they didn't. And it, so that's a, not a good place to perform. You was got it like, an airline. Um, it was for a private jet company, and they had me come in to do stand up. What they didn't tell me was a fundraiser, and they had uh, two. Right before I go on stage, they open up two massive buffet lines in the hangar, so everyone goes to get like sliced, <laughs> carved turkey meats and stuff. They put. Me, I'm not even on stage. No light. They they bring me up. There's like ten people now. Everyone else is in the buffet line, and then they put a movie screen size, like a massive projection, movie size screen projection of a UNICEF commercial behind me playing on repeat through my entire set. What, the, what was the, the point audio of that? playing too? No, not the audio. Oh, okay. but it was like you know, just, it just, was, it was just of... to raise money. I think for, um, you know, it, world I, hunger. World, it was something like that. There's a lot of. Black kids with flies on their faces <laughs> in, that, in that fucking commercial. Was, so it there's hard, no, there's it's nothing hard to, to be humorous with that behind yeah. you, right? Like there, there was nothing, like, nothing like, funny disagree. about it. <laughs> nothing funny about a UNICEF uh, no, video playing behind. I mean, if you can make people laugh with that playing behind you, well, I didn't make people. Laugh, you should be Walt. making any money. What'd you, what'd you say? I, uh, I didn't make people laugh on that one, Walt. That was that was not a good set for me. That was, but that's like. But was that better uh, or worse than the dorm with the selfie sticks and all that in terms of like reception? <laughs> you had to have mentioned. Did you? You had to have mentioned the commercial. 
right? Did you mention no. like in your gig now? Like, no. the, like <laughs> well, that, that was. I don't. I was, the people don't, aren't laughing. That was. I did that show when I was like four or five years into stand up, so I didn't have the tools that I would have now to like maybe uh, riff a little bit off of it, you know. But back then, I was like, I was horrified, and then you know, I had every right to be. Because I remember J Lo looking like that when she was a fly girl. Hey, but, but you no, know it's so strange with these hell gigs. It's so weird. And I, I'm sure comics can back this up. Uh, sometimes like the worst gig, right? Even you take the college gig with the girls and the selfie sticks and this gig in the air, air, airline hangar with the UNICEF thing behind me. I'll leave stage being like, that was the worst thing I've ever done. And then I'll always get the, the, the friendliest response from like three or four people being like, that was the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, it's, it's very interesting how like your perception well, of the nice. night. And they were talking about the buffet. I know. <laughs> like that turkey, yeah. that whoever carved that turkey. <laughs> Melted right in my mouth. <laughs> Did you make that? <laughs> oh, you're that guy in front. You are the guy working for UNICEF, weren't you? The first time you do stand up, are you confident or or are you scared? The first time I ever did it, yeah, terrified. Terrified. I didn't know I was going up. It was an open mic. My friends put me on the list, and uh, I went up and I just did anything off the top of my head. But honestly, I got one little flicker of a laugh, and that was like enough. That was so, enough to keep they, me going. Is it, they say it's like a drug. Is that true? Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. That's right. Like a lot of the like the guys I know, it's like they obsessively need to go on stage. Like that's how they get so fucking good. Is they're just constantly going up. I can get a little, I can I can get something here. I can I can get you know a couple minutes here, and they just do it and do it. But like around here, you couldn't do that. Like he lives in the village, so yeah. I mean, a, a whole bunch of, I disagree. I, I you think around here? Oh, I, that, that are you talking about Holiday Inn? <laughs> The Holiday Inn open mic. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 <laughs> Once well, a month I, I in the banquet room a, of the Holiday Inn. A, a diner. I used to threaten my kids all the time that I was going to go do food humor at the diner when, and they were, were going to buy dinner I and I was going to do it. And I was going to just do all food jokes. And I, I would do my routine in the car as we were driving around right. the, the, the restaurant and we'd see it going back and forth to wherever we were going. So there's plenty of places you can go to hone. Okay, you're right. You're definitely right. So let me rephrase. Not as many places as respected as, say, the yes. comedy cellar. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, that's, that's a, Di- yeah, diners that's, and, uh, and the banquet rooms of I, I, motels. I do think it's a combination. My personal opinion is I think it's a combination of getting a lot of stage time, but also you have to live. You have to be alive. You know what I mean? And some people are, are really barreled into the comedy community. What do you mean by that? You have to be alive. Like you have to have comedy experiences or else you, you don't – or you have to have life experiences or else your your comedy is not being based off of anything. You know what I mean? So if you, if you spend so, your whole time – doesn't everybody – I mean no matter if you're living, you're having a life experience, right? Yes, but I guess what I mean is like you, you have to like travel. You have to like get out of your comfort zone. You have to like go out and like go out and do different things besides just being at the club's – like all day uh, or, oh, or yeah, just yeah, hang yeah, out yeah, with comedians. Okay, like, yeah. For example, I don't hang out with comedians all day, every day. Like I, I, I find that my act is better because I hang out with a lot of non-comedians and my act is better because I do take some nights where I can just go out and do something weird or mm-hmm. like, you know, and, and that's where the act grows. And so I, for me personally, I think it's a balance between getting good stage time, but also you have to like live a little bit you have to live a little bit outside of the, the comedy club so that you can bring it in and, and you have something to say. The comedy club life is just can't be all you're doing. You have to have experiences that resonate with your audience too. Right. And so, so they, that's they why you have to get out there. You. You, have to, you, have to, you have to be out and living a little bit. And you'll see the comics uh, in their act when they're, when they're not doing that. It's like a lot of like airline jokes and travel jokes or hotel <laughs> jokes because that's all they're doing. They're just going hotel to airplane and they don't see anything else. So all their jokes are based on that. How many gigs you do a year, you think? That's a good question. Probably like 
maybe like 125, 150. So every third night, basically, you're you're doing something. And I only consider that like gigs that I'm getting paid for to a certain extent, or like booked for. Like that, that that's not like dropping in type, like just doing sets that are just drop in type sets, but. You know, between like a hundred, but even like 125, 150 a year. Did you ever get to bump anyone? No, I'm not that level yet. No? no. What does that mean? I, take someone off a show. Somebody's like, supposed to go up. on oh, and you show and up. you just show up out of the blue yeah. and they're like, they're going on. You, yeah. you lost your spot. But Or delayed maybe. You might have lost it. It's interesting. In that sort of thing doesn't happen as much anymore though. You've never been bumped? I don't – I'm not – Somebody bumped him out of his train seat on the way down here. I was like, <laughs> Jesus, Jiggy. <laughs> I know, but bump – like back like 15, 20 years ago and be, before that, people used to get bumped off shows all the time for people who would drop in and do stuff. You don't see that as much anymore. I think it's because we're all connected a little more through like podcasting and social media that like there's a lot more like common respect for people who are like going out and doing their thing. So no matter where you're at, the hierarchy of comedy, like I think there's a respect for like I got booked on this spot – and uh, and people are, are are you know I think they feel bad for bumping now. It, it's it's but back in like the late nineties, like like Dane Cook for example, I think was famous for like just showing up and bumping people off spots. And I don't think he does it anymore. Do you think he still could? Is he still popular enough? Dane Cook, yeah, I mean he's he falls in that category. Like he was so big that like what he's doing now doesn't seem like he's doing anything. But he's selling mm-hmm. out two, three, four thousand seat theaters. I mean he's still like he's he's a marquee name, but you know. He was doing arenas, so he's doing theaters now. He's not what, as cool. What a loser. What comedians know, right? are, are doing arenas at this point? The Jokers, baby. Well, I mean, like, like <laughs> yeah, a stand-up well, comedian. Like, you know, one one guy at a mic. That's all. There's no – there's nothing. It's just him and a mic telling jokes. Is there anybody at that yeah, level you, right now? Um, Chappelle, Bill Rogan. Um, Bill Chappelle, Burr. Joe Burr. Rogan? Joe Rogan, yeah. The podcaster? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's huge. a comedian? Massive, yeah. Okay. I thought he, was, did, a, I thought uh, he was like a, a – like a, a host. No, he's, he's he's like host comedian MMA guy. Yeah, yeah I know he's into the fighting. He's a stand up background. Um, but he's, he, a, he's he a pure stand up. He can do arenas. Yeah, we yeah. did. We did the joke. Uh, I was with the Jokers last last weekend, and we did Tacoma and um, the Tacoma Dome. And he, him, and Chappelle sold that thing out twenty two thousand seats. That's bigger they than were together or, or separate yeah, together together. Okay. But that's still like that's pretty amazing. Twenty two thousand seats mm-hmm. for stand up uh, in a. No, it's not a major market. Tacoma is like an off market. You know, it's not like it's not even a huge market. But to do twenty two thousand seats is pretty crazy. Did yeah. you have somebody you looked you looked at when you're when you were getting into it? Somebody you admired? I don't know. Not I don't oh, know, like, like who was a, a comedy hero? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a little cliche. But when I was in high school, I used to listen to um, Soupy Sales. <laughs> <laughs> I used to listen to um, Richard Pryor albums. Go to bed. And that was way before I started doing stand-up, but I was just amazed with his pacing, his cadence, and like how he would—he was just such a good storyteller, you know. Mm-hmm. So I used to listen to him uh, growing up. But then as I got older, you know, obviously like Seinfeld, for how he could take jokes and make them—he would take something very simple and make it complicated. You know what I mean? Like he'd mm-hmm. take something very simple and then make something it, mundane and and put a spin on it that yeah. you didn't see before he said it. And then George Carlin, for how he was such a wordsmith. George Carlin was like he would never do any crowd work, you know what I mean? He was never like riffing on the crowd. It was all it was almost like comedy poetry, like every word mattered, which I appreciate. I don't I don't know if I do that, but I appreciate how the how comedy as like an art form can get to a point where it's like it's almost like a speech and like every word mattered. And if you watch it, any George Carlin stuff, it's like 
he has co- total command of the room and everything he says is like thought out, which I appreciate. Very difficult to do. And he came up with hours and hours and hours of material, you know, throughout his career. Every year he had a different hour, which is in- incredibly difficult to do. The only way, like my exposure to prior until like high school was just movies. Oh, those concert movies. The, well, the, no, I didn't even see, I didn't see the concert movies by that point, like live on the sunset strip or something. Superman three. Um, <laughs> no, uh, what is it? Um, stir crazy. Oh, okay. Uh, Silver yeah, Streak, I, I like those, those. Those concert movies. He had two big ones, I thought. And yeah. Eddie Murphy had some big concert yeah. movies. I saw, that, yeah. I saw all of them after those mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, Eddie Murphy, they said $70 million or something to come back to do a I know. comedy special for Netflix. And Netflix is going to pay him $70 million to do a special. The thing that's like unbelievable. He should just do all his old stuff. Right? I mean, but he, he doesn't have any material. He hasn't even been on stage. He hasn't even been on stage in 30 years. He's oh he accepted. I think that is I think that it's in the works. Yeah. How could you not? Unless you have so but much you, but, money. But what if you? But what if you bomb though? He doesn't care about his movies like that. Yeah, I mean those movies are shit that he does. Like when's oh, the really? last good movie that came out that Eddie Murphy was a part of? Pluto Nash. No, I don't think people are counting that one. <laughs> <laughs> was it Pluto Nash? Was that? Yeah, that was Pluto Nash. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe uh, not even Bowfinger. Both Remember, wasn't he got, good. It wasn't good, but but he got like he was good in it. Nutty Professor was. Good. Do you think he? Could, do you think it could sully his um, legacy? His special, more so than special. I think that I think more so than his AIDS jokes and his other specials. <laughs> I think he's gonna. Do, well, yeah. If you listen to Delirious now, like, he would never get away with that. Shit. He would have been banned in the first five minutes. Well, a lot of a lot, but wouldn't a lot of comedians, if um, performed through the filter of today, they would like who were huge back in the eighties, they wouldn't be able to. No. Carlin today. couldn't their, their act today, right? Carlin Absolutely would be not. as welcome on a college campus as a school shooter. <laughs> People would never want him there. I, but, but that's the only way that Eddie Murphy has done stand-up. So I'm very curious in what he's going to do. Like and what's he going to talk about? And plus a lot of his stand-up was like – it was all this stuff about him being like you know, like young and like he had so much energy and like the way he saw the world. His perspective was totally – I was like a 23-year-old like kid. So now he's like – he's in his – He's almost sixty now, isn't he? He's got to yeah. be, be well into the sixties. I have no, but we don't have any idea what his like world point of view is going to be at all. It can't be that kid from Delirious. He was twenty three. Right. Oh, Rock. What about Chris Rock? He's somebody who could sell. Could he sell an arena at this yes, point? Yes, Chris yeah. Rock can do arenas. Amy Schumer did. I don't know if she can now. Um, but I get there's not many arena comedy is is. There's there's not that many. You're t- maybe maybe ten. Dice man. Gaffigan. <laughs> I don't think he's an arena guy. He's a theater no. guy. It's um, also a different type Black. of show. Aziz and sorry, he can do arenas or. Oh, Lewis Black. Lewis Black still no. same theater. Yeah, not not a, oh. Eddie Murphy's uh, what, like fifty seven. I guess. How can 58. Netflix recoup that money? Could they make money off seventy million? I don't think they are even. Tr- I, I don't. All think you hear from Netflix is like, like how they they're so in debt. Yeah. That there's like no chance they're ever going to be profitable, but somehow they keep getting money and giving money because they, they like went way overboard on uh, original programming shit. Well, like as a guy who watches a fair amount of TV, I'm like, this is insane. You know, they, they're they having the new Scorsese movie come out on Netflix. Uh, Irishman. Can you, can you get – do you know the budget of that movie? I think it wasn't it's like a Netflix two, movie. It was like 200, right? Wasn't it 220 something? million <laughs> for a Netflix movie. 220 and million. And they're giving the passwords away. 
<laughs> I mean, uh, that's not even a joke. How are they not clamping down and just like securing those accounts so that I mean, that's well, the only way they, they can because it's the money. probably peanuts relative. They're, to- they're making you know the subscriptions are making a lot, a lot, a lot of money a month. They have tons of overhead like for for all these productions that they're putting on, and like their overhead is high. Um, but they also have tons of data. You know what I mean? Like all these people, they have 150 million subscribers and they have all those emails and all those like it, – it's it's kind of like the Facebook model of like I don't think they would ever go out of business. Well, they're not allowed to sell that data, are they? No, I don't think they're going to sell the data. But they ha- – I mean that's what – the value of the company of why they can keep bringing money bringing money in whether – however they're – you know, and why people invest in the company – and buy the stock is like it's because of the 150 million people. It's because they have access to that many people. I think that's the whole nature of everything now. Mm. They're getting subscription money, but the power is how they can steer. They can literally make and break um, the entire industry with 150 million people. You know what I mean? It can. It can. You don't think you think it, but everything has its runs its course, though. Yeah, I mean nothing. Nothing is forever. Um, I mean, I, I, I think there, uh, there's some good pieces on how all these streaming services are actually doing a disservice for each other, and like, there's an argument of like how the platform, you should pay for the platform, but the content should be the same across all of them, if that makes sense. So like, the so you're content- saying Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu. It's like they everyone should merge has access. into one company, or they should all have access. They all have to... access to the same content. So the content creator it has different revenue streams from the content being put on all these different platforms. But it makes it better for the consumer if the only differentiator is the platform itself. That makes the platforms better because they're competing on platforms, not on content. Right now, it's everyone's competing for content. Like Netflix buys this, buys this, buys That's this. That's why HBO's app sucks balls. Well, yeah, and they're they're not developing. And but if, if they just had access – if all those companies had access to the content, then they would only be able to differentiate on the app features. And that's how they compete, which would make a better user experience for everyone. But how does that help the corporation though? Well – It doesn't at all. This I, is all consumer benefit. Yeah, there should be a consumer benefit. But, but – Like, oh, is that what you think, Jiggy? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Fair is fair, I guess. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's ever going to happen, though. No. But uh, they're Doubtful. just. Like, it is a pain in the ass, though, to have to subscribe to all these different but things you think, for but different. I think if and then you still be, can't get everything you want to watch. But you think that the, the bubble, if the bubble, how can is you watch burst, this much TV? No, I mean like. But how could anybody? But like, there's um, like baskets, for example. That's something I want to watch, but it's like it's on Hulu. But then you have to have a live TV subscription, which is 40 bucks a month, you know? So it's like, if you want to watch this one, I find it a lot of times easier just to but buy there it, has just to, to buy be a the show. Point. There's just like too much well, entertainment. It, do you think it, it, and I don't know the answer to this, but do you think it like kind of relates to like video games in some way? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like the best platform will win. I mean, because there was a point where you had like all these different types of like oh, Xbox, co- like consoles and stuff. Five or whatever it is. And- well, that's like, but even back in like the eighties, like you had more, oh, yeah. you had more platforms, and then the ones that were really good, they survived and, and made it. But is it, there has to be at a certain point, like you, there's just too much. Content. I I personally think that these these companies that are diving into streaming are doing a disservice to themselves when they're taking their stuff off. Like an example would be like 
um, you know, like CBS online streaming where you have to pay like $4 a month to get yeah. like CBS stuff. I feel like they're doing a disservice um, to their content because like no one's going to buy – like. No one's going to get just CBS. Now, like they're everyone's segmented. Well, they off. put. Well, they they did was was kind of I thought crappy. I don't I didn't care because I don't I wasn't interested. But I heard people talk about it in the store. They put like fan favorite sci fi genre kind of stuff on there. So like you you're like Star Trek mm-hmm. and Twilight Zone. And they're not going to put like the dramedy or the. Chiggy's um, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no! <laughs> there, there goes my movie. They're not going to put something that's not like, like that's not going to capture the, you know, the nerd, the nerd uh, population that is so re- prevalent right now. They're going to put something on there that's going to like Mike. Uh, you you subscribe to the uh, CBS streaming thing for Star Trek, right? I did. Yeah, I mean, like, because if. It's just like it's like a proven commodity, but like <laughs> how much is put it? That on how much does it CBS? cost a month? Well, um, and, and six ninety nine a month. Six ninety nine a month. And and uh, they did the same thing with Twilight Zone for CBS, which yeah. I, th- I I feel like that was that was clearly an attempt of like they took a Jordan Peele thing right off the heels of his movie. He's super popular, and they like purposely don't put it on. That has TV. to hurt. Yeah, that ha- I mean, and and I think that hurts the creative side of it. It's like I don't think the eyeballs got to see. I never saw the Twilight Zone thing, and I would have watched it if it was a way. Besides, you know, I have no, I have no reason to sign up for a CBS mm-hmm. thing, and that's happening across the board. There's like, there's probably twenty different things you can get. You can get ESPN is one now, uh, but I think they're going to merge with the Disney one. Uh, it's like a whole. It's thing. like Disney, Hulu, and ESPN, ESPN will show exclusive sporting events then only on the app, or like documentaries. I think they'll probably have the 30 for 30s on there and all that other stuff. But to your point, there's too many streaming services. I don't know what the they're – all, they're all competing, and I think the consumer is losing because now each one is going to have less. So it's making people like have to spend more, but I don't know what the, I don't know what the solution is. Some no. firebrand, this young, this it, young jiggy. I think the solution is getting the get everyone's passwords. <laughs> Wait, Mike, Mike, come back uh, that's first. A weird. That's, and I'm, hey, you got. <clears throat> well, it's like uh, you got this whole nerd thing. Oh, Mike, wait. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. you don't you don't like to be called a nerd oh, in this day and age? In this day, well, I've always been called a nerd. So <laughs> I just started liking it recently. <laughs> but wait, so on the on the Star Trek thing uh, for six ninety nine, what do you get? Just Star Trek episodes? No, you, get, you get everything. You get what's all, everything? All the CBS. All it's all access. It's the, oh, it's Channel Two yeah. or, or our Channel Two CBS. It's like oh, okay. Channel Two Premium. Okay, I thought it was Star Trek specific. No. Oh, okay. No, so you get everything. Premium. You must be paying him too much, who, who man. Cares about He's got what? CBS Premium. <laughs> <laughs> but but if you, let's say, uh, who is that much of a fan of CBS's lineup on Monday through Friday that they're like, well, I have it on demand at least. Hey, well, with my Star Trek. Back when Murder She Wrote was on. <laughs> well, I think I, ironically, the people who watch CBS in general are 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 the people who aren't really into streaming in general. Right. Like the people who they're usually sitting down watching the stuff. It's usually the people who are more into like the cable stuff that want the streaming option. Okay. Isn't Star Trek on DVD? Well, this is new Star Trek. This oh, is all new content oh, about oh, Star Trek. So this is oh, okay. the next generation. This is a, this is a whole new ball game with all new characters, and you know, done oh, with a big budget. And it's only on streaming. It's always only available on streaming. I, I'm sure it's going to be at some point. They have to recoup some of that money they put into it. 
That's and, and release it uh, somewhere else, I would think. They won't let you say alien. You have to say potential Earth citizen now. <laughs> <laughs> I never got into Star Trek. No, nah, it sucks. sucks. It's so boring. <laughs> Fuck Not Star enough Trek. aliens. Just a bunch of old motherfuckers just talking about confederations and yeah, and beaming up and, and down and fucking. I did uh, see the first few um, movies of the last like ten years, and I thought those were pretty well done for someone who doesn't know everything about the. Well, universe. they were a, a lot more gussied up with action I'm than sure. the normal Star Treks were. You know, there was intrigue and there was uh, there was battles and uh, conflict. There was something going. There was a, yeah, where the original Star Trek had none of that. It was just like they were just on the they were on the on the deck, right? Talking on the deck and posturing, but never actually doing anything about any of the problems. What's well, it? All right. Well, that's it, Jiggy. That's Jiggy's thoughts on, on streaming. Thoughts on and comedy streaming. and streaming. I came up uh, with some solutions in there. Jiggy will be in London. Okay. Will you go to Ibiza? I know you're a hip party guy. I'm actually not. I don't. I have no interest in going to Ibiza. No? What's Ibiza? Yeah. It's like where all island. the beautiful people that go, like an island where everybody's <laughs> half naked and shit, and they're young, like Jiggy, it's or a actually Spanish probably party younger. Really? I, I don't really have any interest in that. No. No. Take off your shirt, get oiled up by Rico or somebody. No, I'm more of a bar pub type guy. Yeah. Yeah, bar pub. I'm a happy guy. I don't mm. like club. I don't like nightclubs. No, no dinkta like uh, fist pumping music. No, no, not for me. Techno, nothing. No, I need lyrics. I need a lyric. (laughs) I like, uh, yeah, like. What's your favorite genre of music? Early nineties R and B. Okay, I need uh, to know. Boys to Men and stuff like that. Uh, well, more up tempo stuff, like New Jack Swing, more to be more specific. That's like you know, late eighties, New Edition, Bobby Brown. Uh, um, I can play. So, I can give you a whole list. New Jack Swing is a great. You're going. Yeah, I'm going to ask for that list because we're doing the. purveyors posers and playlists uh, the hardest oh. show name to remember <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be doing a tournament and i would love for you to be involved yeah and well that that would probably be my sweet spot it would be uh r&b in general but then more specifically new jack swing all right so if i were to be like the greatest r&b songs ever three give me your top three you could do it in a heartbeat yes Okay. All right. Yeah. That, that'll be. I, the... I would want to. I would want to think about it because I would want to come up with some like. Yeah. Some bangers. Okay. Awesome. But uh, yeah, you're in though. Do that. Yep. Okay. Ultimate purveyor. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Always good to come back. Yeah, Jiggy. Nice to have you. Sorry that position hasn't totally opened up full time yet. <laughs> That's okay. We'll and, see. Uh, yeah, JiggyComedy.com for the London show. Uh, August 24th in London. Hopefully Go hang out with Jiggy. Buy Go him a pint. Go ask for your movie too, right? And you'll send them yeah. a link to your movie. if you hit me up on social media, I will send you a, a private link to the movie. You can check it out. And you're in luck. I understand uh, rabies has been totally eradicated from uh, England, so you're oh, not going to have any problems. I'll, I'll be weary of any St. Bernard's walking around. You don't have to. Not there. I'm, I'm not even kidding around. It's been eradicated. Don't. No rabies. Tell him, None. Dave. Tell him, <laughs> Dave. I don't know. I thought that's what you were doing. I no. thought you, you gave me the hand <laughs> signal. 